0: This time, I Know Not the Mind Probe, episode number 87.
1: (laughs) It's made of people. People.
2: Welcome to, no, not the mind probe. All right, all right. All right, it's a Cockney accent, which let's, let's fold it. You know, I'm going to tear the veil off here. Yeah. This is the fifth time we've done this introduction. <laughs> we have had some technical difficulties in the studio and uh, we're running out of spontaneity here. We have uh, no I'm confidence that this will actually be <laughs> yeah. recorded. There is a, there is a hilarious gag reel of banter, of discussions of many different things, Really? Yeah. Uh, of my failure to do an accent about charlton heston and one a uh, nice little tribute to we had we do a little tribute to phil hartman it was really <laughs> lovely
0: <laughs>
2: none of that for this this recording <laughs> is going to contain none of that though so look damn it this is a podcast we just gotta we gotta knock this out in three minutes <laughs> this is a podcast this is a podcast that uh is about where we watch and rank every single doctor who story ever my name is john grant i'm a lifelong doctor who fan i've been watching it for 38 years Porter, go. My name. Uh, i'm so
0: nervous now i can't mess anything up uh, my name is porter mason i i, I know john the, the john who just spoke and he's been asking me to watch Doctor who for 26 years a couple of years ago i finally said yes so now that's why we're doing the podcast and each episode of the podcast we watch the new doctor who episodes in order we're on the first peter capaldi episode i already mentioned several times that i'm very excited excited about that and then now then john pairs the new who story with a classic who story john what do we have in store what are we gonna watch uh, okay we're gonna you. watch the first peter capaldi
2: right, and slow down for international <laughs> audiences uh i don't should not stop start start talking faster okay we're, we're coming up on the crucial three minutes of those so that's when we, that's when it gets interesting but until then <laughs> folks <laughs> this is the first Peter Capaldi story, uh, this is, uh, uh, after the epic day of the doctor and time of the doctor, uh, yep. we have our first full appearance by, uh, Peter Capaldi, uh, Clara, of course, Jenna, uh, Jenna, uh, Coleman is back, uh, and we have the Paternoster gang, uh, just dialing in and calling in from the, from the seats, uh, from the fans, so, Uh, They are in a deep breath, uh, an extra long premiere episode uh, from the great Stephen Moffat. Uh, And because it is set in Victorian London, uh, a setting rarely visited by Doctor Who or really British television at all, explored in in not much detail. Uh, But I did manage to find one other attempt at it. Um, Hmm. The classic story of fourth Doctor Tom Baker, Leela in the Talons of Wang Chiang.
0: All right, so we're going (laughs) to very carefully tiptoe (laughs) into the recap section. No one touch a wire. Okay. And tell you that Deep Breath was the Mm -hmm. first episode of Series 8 of the new season. It was the 242nd Doctor Who television story discussed repeatedly. There's 300 total. So we're, so we're, we're getting into as we were talking about. We're actually getting into modern. This is actually newer Who. Uh, modern uh, new Who. Uh, we're only we're bad. only one doctor removed <laughs> from the actual doctor. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. I mean, it's we're basically there. This is basically present day Doctor Who. It aired the twenty third of August two thousand and fourteen, which mm. that does feel like eons ago in yeah. terms of the world. Yeah, so that actually, feels like a long time ago. <laughs> it was still. still nine years ago, and you mm-hmm. mentioned it was long. It was a seventy six minute episode, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like, almost a feature-length movie. You know what's funny? I didn't know that when I was watching mm, it. Just and flew right by, that's right? interesting to think about that. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, uh, Clara's here. We all And Pat Arnoster mm. Gang. Also, Matt Smith makes a little appearance. Yeah, we'll talk about that.
2: That was a little um, controversial, I'm going to be honest. But
0: first, we're going to listen to a little clip. Let's hope that here works. Is the clip. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't don't smile. I'll, I will smile first and then you know it's safe to smile.
1: Are you cross with me? I am
0: not cross but if I was cross it would be your fault and yes I am cross. I guess I am extremely cross. And if I hadn't
1: changed my face would you be cross? I
0: would be cross if I wasn't cross. Why? Why? An ordinary person wants to meet someone that they know very well for lunch. What do they do?
1: Well they probably get in touch and suggest lunch
0: mm-hmm. okay so what kind of person would put a cryptic note in in a newspaper advert
1: well i wouldn't like to say oh
0: go on do say
1: well i would say that that person would be an egomaniac needy game player sort of person
0: <laughs> well at
2: least that hasn't changed
1: i don't suppose it ever will
2: no i don't suppose it will either
1: clara honestly i don't want a <laughs> <laughs> a nice exchange,
0: to you to change nice exchange then man Because, well, so like I said, I I didn't necessarily go into it knowing it was a longer episode. I did kind of feel the length by the end. I I felt like I don't know that they needed 76 minutes. No, I agree. I don't think so. And I have to be honest, at the beginning, kind of up until this scene, I was like, I don't know if this chemistry is really working. And I'm kind of unsure about Peter Capaldi. Like, it just, he felt like he was off on a wrong foot. Like, he Hmm. was something was just off and then the way they kind of talk through it i can now i can charitably write it off to like oh that's kind of a regeneration yep, yeah yeah choice a little, maybe or whatever yes, but you're but, always a
2: little off in your
0: uh, post-regeneration sure but but it didn't translate well to me for me like i just it it, it wasn't it was just a little weird I, I think, you know, I, I think, and we'll see this
2: uh, throughout the rest of the season, really. I think this is, I've never heard it said directly, but it feels to me like this is their attempt to do the Sixth Doctor, who, of course, universally beloved by us, all of his episodes loved by us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, poor Colin Baker, wonderful guy, great actor. But, you know, they tried to, the, the idea was he would be prickly at the beginning and he'd warm over time. It feels like that's what they're trying to do here. And yes, you get a little bit, well, it and, he, he and, probably and, is a little different. Right.
0: And that can, and I think... We get into a rhythm of it that starts to feel better. And by the way, if you're going to do that, Peter Capaldi is a pretty perfect person to pick to do that. Yeah. (laughs) So like, like, cause he can make a jerk likable. Like he can, like, I mean, given some of his other performances, I'm just saying like he can do that. Yeah. At any rate. So yeah, we're in Victorian London and we actually, (laughs) we start with like big effects thing. We have a big dinosaur. Mm. Pretty impressive one, actually. (laughs) For those of you listening to this, either in the distant past or distant future basically a movie called Jurassic park happened in the nineties and something happened. And then it just became possible to have dinosaurs in everything all the time. Like yeah. it, just, it was just very easy to, to have dinosaurs. Suddenly this was not a thing that occurred in movies no, or TV no. prior to the 1990s. We never saw it. It's true. Cause
2: well, there was stop motion dinosaurs terrible. and like, you right. know, and like, yeah. And some that uh, Harryhausen movies and things like that. Uh, and they were, yeah, they were pretty bad. And then suddenly, well, obviously invasion
0: of the dinosaurs happened in doctor who and people were like, Oh <laughs> yeah. wow.
2: Well, Wow, so, you can do something with these things. And I think that s- and, went straight into Jurassic
0: And the reason I movie mentioned it is because, like, the dinosaur itself is, like, an amazing model of a dinosaur. It's it, it they come in pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually play a huge part in the episode. They move on from it. But, like, it's an amazing model mixed with, as they're panning around from it into London, the rest of the CG kind of looks kind of... Ch- chintzy mm. like it doesn't look that good mm. uh, but mm. then, like this model of the dinosaur looks incredible and amazing and um, it just always strikes me how the, and similarly, I say throughout the episode two, sometimes the set design and the lighting and the look of it looks like this perfect, like oh my gosh, this is like a movie that is, instead of a television show. And then other times, you're just so aware that they're <laughs> on a set, and from like just moment to moment, that can happen. And uh, hmm. yeah, it's, it's it, it can be very inconsistent, surprisingly. Yep. Now I can see that. So so here we are with yeah this brand new 12th Doctor and Clara, and Damn. the reason why dinosaurs there's. We're not sure what happened, but Clara was kind of hurtling around in the TARDIS with the newly regenerated doctor. I remember he regenerates
2: and he's like, do you happen to know how to fly this thing? Right. Uh, clearly so out of control. Yeah. They
0: must have somehow ended up in sort of Silurian. Yeah, right. Like you do. Earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tyrannosaur bit them. They transport here. So the Tyrannosaur came along for the ride. Here we are. And the Paternoster gang shows up. And I thought it was interesting because it's like they started right into a group of characters that we know. Yeah. And... So, and then and then they know the doctor. They apparently are right up on the regeneration because they're like, okay, uh, this has happened. Whereas Claire is right. a little more thrown off by this. Which, which was is interesting. Because
2: none of them have, none of them right. met David Tennant. They all... They seem met... aware that this is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I guess, well, they know he's a Time Lord, so I guess they know this happens to Time Lords. So that must be it, right? They're yeah. aliens, well, except Jenny, but I'm right. sure the told it. Uh, and so aliens know Time Lords regenerate. So that must and be just a I
0: expected. guess there's a good part of the beginning of them kind of putting Clara through the paces and sort of not trusting her and sort of being in a way upset by the fact that Clara is thrown by the regeneration and I didn't really love it because it just felt like Clara wasn't acting crazy she was just thrown that like well, what she knows what's yeah. happening by the way Clara by the way knows all the, has been thread throughout yeah. all the doctors and I know I guess that her memory is erased of that part right wasn't that part uh, of the
2: yeah she has still I mean yeah she still I think she still remembers
0: the war doctor and but they, I feel like they're like almost yeah. I'm mean, not almost <laughs> uh, the, the 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 Madame Vastra is outright hostile toward her and it's like what yeah. she's just deal like I don't know why can we give her what? a minute like it seems okay yeah. I just didn't quite get that I didn't well, quite what's
2: understand what's going that. on here is and I I, I think Poor Stephen Moffat just, I think, overreacted a little bit, to be honest, I think. So I think what happened is they announced Peter Capaldi was going to be the doctor. And then suddenly they were very concerned that the millions of teenage girls who watched Doctor Who because of David Tennant and Matt Smith were not going to like an older man uh, as a doctor. So Clara was the voice of that. Is that yes? Of- and was like he's 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 always been old. <laughs> he's not your boyfriend, uh, and, all, and I, I think it's it's pretty condescending to to young even teenage girls. Uh, I think a little condescending to them because they still love Doctor Who, and I think everybody loves Peter Cavalli. But yes, this seems to be yes. Clara is a proxy for the audience here and it's Stephen moffat kind of over explaining or over trying to justify hey this is this is still the show you should watch
0: it's funny because then in a meta way that what comes across is that it feels like they're like hey claire calm down and Mm -hmm. it's like she seems fine like she doesn't seem overly like upset and i did actually like the line that the doctor gives where he says like Look, like I'm not your boyfriend. And she's yeah. like, I didn't think you're my boyfriend. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. Not talking I'm to not you. Correcting you. <laughs> I'm, I'm like kind of correcting me. Like mm. I need to have a different relationship with you. I, I didn't mind that. Anyway, so the doctor's finding his footing as in all regeneration episodes. He's mm. sort of finding his footing, but still kind of in command. Uh, the dinosaur they notice in the background is burned. Yeah. To death in a pretty violent Well, once you transport
2: a dinosaur to London, you've got to get rid of it. There isn't one there now. I I don't know if you've
0: ever been to London, but there is not actually a dinosaur. while it was happening in the background (laughs) sometimes while they were like talking about something else that did occur to me, like, here's another area where like, I guess nobody remembers this. (laughs) (laughs) At any rate, it was burned to the ground and the doctor makes a point when they're there of saying like, hey, there's one person in this who is reacting as though it's not a big deal. And mm-hmm. so then they follow up in this guy. They end up and we heard the scene in the restaurant is where they go in and actually meet this this person. Well, not a person, I guess a robot. Mm-hmm. And they find what's happening is that people are being killed. And it's a sort of a Dr. Frankenstein's lab. Mm-hmm. But it's like a Dr. Frankenstein's lab that's being run by a Frankenstein who has made themselves over the years. Right. But from bits of and pieces of people, there's you uh,
2: this is a sequel to The Girl in the Fireplace, right? That's what he keeps talking about. Remember the spaceship with the robot, the clockwork robots that were kind of... I, I know they were talking about something before. I didn't know which one this it was from. the sister ship to the Madame du Pompadour, which was that ship. On the fire uh, and this, I think okay. this was called some other French name, I think. And uh, that's why he keeps saying, this is really ringing a bell. I remember
0: he saying it. And then uh, the yeah. funny thing is, I watched these right in the order that we're going to talk about them. So I watched this, and then I watched the Talents of... And that started to be so similar. I was like, is this it? Like, <laughs> there were aspects of it that are so similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, I didn't... Pick that up, but okay, yeah, yeah. Which was a David Tennant episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and then a big thing here is that they're they're all androids. So a conceit, uh a Stephen Moffat kind of conceit is if you don't breathe, he he. The Doctor realizes that they're cyborgs or, or just automatons because there's no one's breathing, <clears throat> right? And later, when they're a couple times when we're trying to to escape, it's a thing he kind of communicates to Clara that if you don't breathe, they won't know it's you, and that comes up a couple times. Claire at one point holds her breath for a good three minutes of screen time in a very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do show her like basically yeah, blacking, out. blacking
2: out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah so she and then there they're, I found a really interesting moment given to what you're saying um, about being a jerk or, or whatever the, the doctor having a different relationship where they're they're in they get taken into this guy's lair and the door closes on either side of them. Of course, Clara is in danger yeah. and the doctor way. escapes. But this doctor and again, he's still in kind of early regeneration mode. But his instinct, his immediate thing is say, like, well, all right, <laughs> I'll see you later. Good yeah. luck with everything. That didn't work out. No well, point well. in like having both of us killed, though, so, and and leaves. And it is a very different reaction than you might imagine, you know, yeah. Matt Smith. <clears throat> doctor, all the doctor in that same about moment. About your companion. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed that. I, I thought that was fine. Gives a little air of danger, a little like, and then he, but then he's the hero. He still, but is he a did, hero. and then yeah. like he did also give her things to get through. Plus, this that sequence ends with her basically saying, "If this is really the Doctor, then he's going to be here for me in this moment, and he is." Yeah, I don't fully understand how he is. I guess he. Like, how did he get back in during that whole thing? I guess she blacks out for a period of time, yeah, and then they he bring had, her in. He disguised okay. himself yeah. as an android and so probably just right, right. So and, that's yeah, during and, her blackout is when he could disguise uh, himself and got back in. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, they <clears> escape. Then <throat> the Pattern Gang. No, sorry. Then they don't escape. The Pattern Gang comes in to help. We fight off some of Tom Tom's. It's great. I love. The sequence is my favorite because they come, uh, Jenny and Vastric sort of like sort Mission of Impossible down
2: out. on these tumble down on these sort of silk scarves or whatever, and then you just hear Strax just screaming. Oh. It's he down. has a
0: couple of he is such a fun character. He, and is. he has like a of great lines a good time with him. Yeah, where what was the one he says where he's like, oh, can I have your jacket? She's like, I'm not wearing a jacket. He goes, I'm wearing these are what are those? Well, those are clothes. Well, oh, well, you, you want to take your clothes <laughs> off? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's he is a great it's a great character. So they all fight off. And then the doctor is talking to the automaton, the 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 head person, and basically traps him in sort of a logical puzzle mm-hmm. of saying which Clara does earlier for, for different purposes, but the doctor tracks him in a logical puzzle of saying like, you're going, you're going to commit suicide. You're going to kill yourself, or I'm going to. Because if kill you him. don't, then you know I'm not going to. And it gets in this whole thing. It was and basically says uh, one of us, both uh, either you killing yourself is contrary to your
2: program, or me killing you is contrary to programming. I mean, one right. of us is going to be, and right. then it's left unclear. If he want. gets pushed off or jumps. down, That's yeah, true. Yeah.
0: And then uh, it's uh, the the robot is impaled. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Except nice and then there's a little stinger where <clears throat> we see the robot appear. He, he keeps saying the whole time, I'm going to make it to paradise. Yeah. Uh, the promised land, promised land. And sorry. And then they do mention uh, setting aside the connection. They mentioned this is a a being from the 51st century. Mm hmm. Who got kind of trapped back in time right. and then is trying to preserve itself so it can kind of get there the hard way, as the doctor says, mm-hmm. but has Theseus shipped ship of Theseus itself right. into not really being there. Doesn't though. even yeah. Common theme on No Not the Mind Probe, Ship of Theseus. We love So it. but so then when he dies, we see this clip where he's in this you know, lush green garden and there's a woman there saying that she never says it's paradise. But well it looks like oh, I guess yep. like you got there, which is interesting. It's like, well first of all, this is an automata, I think, at this point. So where is it? And then mm-hmm. but she says, Well, well, welcome. I'm I'm uh she just say her name is Missy, right? I mean so. And uh she says, Welcome to heaven and yeah. uh and, and she said, Did my boyfriend uh, Oh right. She refers you, to yeah. the doctor as, as her boyfriend. Yeah. And and there is kind of an air of river songy to her. She's a little mm-hmm. like kinda kind of loopy as the great Michelle Gomez uh, Michelle Gomez is a, a
2: brilliant uh, comedian.
0: So that's the end of it. And there's <laughs> some, again, there's some hit or miss special effects with people taking skin off robots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting. And they, they have a lot of these episodes, but my overall feeling ending this and then, yeah, tell me what I want. Tell me everything I need to know about this is like, I just felt like as an opening salvo, for Peter Capaldi, it just—it just felt a little weird to me. It didn't feel, it, it didn't feel like it got off on the a great foot. And there were moments where I was like, "Oh, if this is who this doctor is going to be, this is kind of cool." Mm-hmm. And again, I I know and love this actor, and I don't need him to be doing the same thing. I a don't need him to be doing the same thing as Matt Smith. No. Or B don't or, or David Tennant, who had a similar type of vibe. Yeah, and B I don't need him to do. Peter Capaldi things that he's done in other stuff, but right. it just felt like it, it really honestly almost felt like him and Clara, like kind of feeling out how do we work together? How does this work? And not in a good way. Like, like you could feel the actors and the writers kind of doing it, not yeah, like the doctors <clears throat> regenerating and he's a little loopy. It, it, that didn't explain it away. Yeah.
2: I think so. I think, I think it's, I think I remember being a little thrown. well, I mean, first of all, the last new doctor we had was, matt smith in the 11th hour which and was like who just one of the best episodes ever yeah i think, I mean, oh, oh, I think that continue. is ranked yeah, like one, our one of our, our top yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: who just nails it in a, in a second peter Capaldi, probably one of the strongest actors actually to ever be, uh, be cast right. in doctor who i think david tennant's up there very strong peter Davison's very good actor uh, there's, there's
0: a number of them I oh think, sorry by the way in the 11th hour was an interaction of matt smith and amy like right, yeah. they're all new, Entirely and, yeah, new so. and new producer new yeah
2: I think Peter Capaldi is a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I mean, you can you can Google some stuff about like to the point where he there are letters from him to like the Doctor Who Appreciation and the BBC uh-huh. in like the seventies. Like he was the head of the fan club. He visited the set and like saw wow. John Pertry recording. Is oh, like a big fan. Oh, I mean, there is. He wrote apparently somewhere. Tom Baker references him in like an internal memo to the BBC or something. Like, oh, and if this Peter Capaldi person, <laughs> and then the BBC, well, he Production must have been Secretary. angling,
0: angling to be Doctor Who for. Old long time
2: well yeah so Stephen moffat apparently said when uh you know he was every time because because peter Capaldi, of course is huge in the thick of it uh with as playing malcolm tucker which is sort of his big role before that and he'd been he'd been around he's actually an academy award winning director he had won uh, an oscar yeah. for a short film in like uh the same Good year number. i think and tom hanks was in Forrest Gump for one anyway or uh uh the cast anyway so But and Stephen Moffat was saying that he would see Capaldi at these BBC things and he would always want to talk to him about Doctor Who. And of course, he'd been in the fires of pompeii the dr donna one he was right the right that's right guy. and then he'd also uh oh, we've not watched this but he was also the star of a in the uh, the torchwood series it was a five-part miniseries called children of earth and he had a major role in that he was sort of the lead beyond the tort the regular wow cast. oh so he's done a lot so he's obviously loves the show and, and you know and so uh, i think he has Moffitt. two
0: different other characters in the universe yeah, yeah.
2: And um, Stephen Moffat said he's like, uh, you know, he. he I just think he definitely he'd wanted to go older with uh, After Tenant, but then Matt Smith came and blew him right. away in the in the thing in the uh, audition. I shouldn't say blew him away, shot him. <laughs> just blew him away. <laughs> when he recovered, he cast it, and then I think he said, "All right, I'm, I'm definitely going older this time. I'm definitely go older." And then thought. Oh, could I could I get Peter Capaldi like he's maybe and like so yeah, I reached out and and so he's very interested. So he's very excited about that. Uh, He got there was a lot of press coverage. And this obviously about sort of, oh, is Malcolm Tucker in the TARDIS? And is there going to be swearing in Doctor Who now? <laughs> you know, because people can only play one role uh, <laughs> except for talented actors. Uh, it was a big deal that he kept his accent. Uh, right. You know, a big thing of like, he's going to be Scottish. Uh, and uh, um, uh, and I think, you know, we'll even though the ninth
0: and, doctor had his like northern accent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was because well uh, Sylvester McCoy is sort of Scottish accent. Yeah, right but I think the big thing was David Tennant. And they were like, Oh, why didn't David Tennant keep his accent nervous? Cause he's a betrayal to all Scotsmen. <laughs> I think that's obviously it. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, this is the final, uh, per- appearance of the Paternoster gang in the series. Uh, really? Uh, they, yeah. They, they, they've not come back, uh, since then.
0: That's so weird to me. I, <laughs> they're so enjoyable. Like they're that's... in
2: this been, spin- you know, the big finish. Don't worry. Take care of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is a it's a new take on Clara, right? It's a chance for you know, now we've got another reset on Clara, right? So she's yeah. been the impossible girl. We've now figured out the tale with that. She had a brief moment with Matt Smith of like sort of like oh, what's she gonna do now? And so now it's like, All right, so now Clara is the skeptical companion who I guess. feels like, I still like don't know she's what her thing is. <laughs> it, and it's, it's coming it's gonna come into focus in the rest of the season, okay. I think. <clears throat> but yeah, I think still, um, uh it's basically a reset with her uh i do love the the scene where it's a little heavy-handed but the thing where Madame ambassador puts on her veil because she's like oh you know you don't see the doctor or whatever yeah yeah claire goes off on that rant that's like just because i've turned your pretty little head doesn't you know my poster on my wall was marcus aurelius and all that kind of stuff it's like okay
0: but also can i say (laughs) a little bit about that which is that that was funny because when we initially come back to meet claire remember it is with them she's been with them it just Something read just funny to me about all that whole thing.
2: Yeah. And like I said, I think there's just a lot of work going into making you know this young audience who loved matt smith and and david Tennant somehow still i think the bbc was very worried that this is a bad idea they want i think they would have liked like zach efron or something like that (laughs) let's cast another hot young guy in there huh and uh so i think it was a little bit of Stephen moffat convincing them i think that's what the matt smith cameo is about right again i think
0: that's directed at the audience there was a little some of the matt smith calling be like basically calls in and it's like, it's, it's going to be me, okay. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's okay, all everybody.
2: I'm still hot. I'm still out here. <laughs> uh, I think it was, it was a bit controversial because I think people were like, oh, that's never happened before. Like the old doctor sort of stepping on the new doctor's first appearance or whatever and it's like eh. (laughs) well it happened in a big way this year (laughs) didn't it (laughs) yeah yeah, true Uh, so yeah I think it was a little bit of a um, again I I, this was I think there's a lot of great funny moments I think it's an interesting uh, episode if the story's a bit light uh, but I think it's it's trying too hard to to sell this doctor and I just I I wish it just dropped all that and was just like fine everybody love everybody takes an episode or two to find the new doctor
0: and like them and they'll like this one yeah um it didn't you know not out of the gate quite as strong as um really any of the other three you know um obviously i know there's some good stuff ahead too so (laughs) watch that but let's let's no actually they fired him in the next
2: episode entirely (laughs) what oh man (laughs) sorry everybody
0: (laughs) let's turn to our classic episode Mm. Talons of Wang Chang, uh, one of John's favorite episodes. Yeah, so I, I know this because he's mentioned it several times, or when when grilled and said, "What is your favorite episode?" This is one yes. of them. It is season fourteen, story number six. It is the ninety-first Doctor Who story. It's a six-parter. You know my feelings about six-parters.
2: Sorry, what was the date again on that?
0: It, it aired the twenty-sixth of February through the second of April, nineteen seventy-seven. My birth year. This is one of my birth stories. Oh wow!
2: This is, this is you know this is the one.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, my birth year, too. This came out, let's see, about uh, eight months before I was born. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the month of March, 1977. If I you was probably were, conceived to this. Probably. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
2: nothing like a good victorian doctor who story to get my parents <laughs> <laughs> revved up
0: so yeah we had uh setting aside the image of john's parents having uh sexual do worry they with don't listen another. to the podcast we had we have the fourth doctor and we have leela and then we have some uh some unfortunate uh with the by the way i watched this on britbox actually <laughs> comes a with warning. a warning yeah. that is very prominent on like disney plus for example Lately, a classic set says like, yeah, there's some uh, stereotypes that are depicted in here that at the time were considered okay, and they just, they're not now. And just so you know, <laughs> because there's, uh, well, there's some, basically some, some yellow face acting. There's a uh, mm. white dude playing <clears throat> the main <throat> Chinese character. And then in general, the way that the Chinese people are dealt with and referred to is uh, not with a light touch. And it's not a character for the British. I don't it's know. not as <laughs> terrible as you might think, but it definitely has moments where like, ooh, that's yeah. a
1: little off. Wait, Let's listen, let's listen to Yay. a clip, and then,
0: yeah. then we'll talk through it. Then we'll talk about the casual racism.
1: Kindly <laughs> you tell your employer that Mr. Jago wishes to see him urgently. What? Your employer, Professor Lightfoot. Come along, man. Hurry. Chop, chop. May I ask, sir, who you are? Confound your insolence, sir. Just announce me. Consider yourself an answer. I'm Lightfoot. I dash me, optics. I should have realised. That brow, those hands, England's peerless premier professor of pathology. Henry Gordon Jago, sir, at your service. Mr Jago, just tell me what all this is about. The doctor. What? And this bag. Yeah? Should we go inside? Found this in my cellar. I thought the doctor might be interested. It could have something to do with those Chinesees. Chinese? Yes. I had thought of communicating directly with Scotland Yard. Well, as you know, he's held in the highest esteem. And the doctor is? Oh, yes, of course. It's my opinion he solves half their cases and then lets them take the credit for it. Don't you agree? I have no idea. Oh, why, it stands to reason. I mean, they're policemen. We all know they're solid, sterling fellows, but their buttons are the brightest thing about them. Don't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> they got great well, hey, Jago, Jago and Jago, yes.
0: Yeah, and and Jago mainly doing most of it in that, but Lifefoot's great in this uh, mm-hmm. episode too. Those two are great. And it's funny because they're they're later and they're in a scene together and they have very similar faces. Though Lifefoot's older, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know about the actors, but he's <clears> made <throat> to be an older man in this uh, episode. There was a, there was a moment where I was like, "Oh, is this the same person somehow?" <laughs> Doing, like, really very different characters. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Doctor and Leela arrive because the Doctor wants to teach Leela about her ancestors. Yeah. We're in early, this is, like, only the third Leela story, I think. So she's still Lila's very new. new but, and fresh on the scene.
2: New and fresh. And, and we're doing a... They deliberately wanted to do a um, Professor Higgins... From *My Fair Lady*, sort of the doctor civilizing her and teaching her, hence the Or Lightfoot
0: is more the person who takes
2: on that ah, some delightful it. scenes with that. Yes, we we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> well, so they they arrive and they come to a stage show. A magician, Li Shens Chang, and uh, then, but on the way to the show, they kind of see they're at the scene of a crime where there's a group of Chinese men. They've they've killed a cabbie. It looks like so. Uh, we we see a bit of the show. First of all, and that um, Chang has like a, is a ventriloquist, but then we get a hint pretty early on that the the ventriloquist dummy he's using is is alive. It's a real Sin, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, the the doctor and Leela actually meet Chang at the police station where he's brought in to be a translator. Um, and again, throughout this, there's some just great. Realistic treatment of of, <laughs> of how the Chinese were considered in England during this time. What the, what year the is this? Kind of, uh, this uh, oh, when is it set in, in Victorian? Is yeah. it Victorian as well? Okay, yeah,
2: but yeah, it, it, this I mean, this interesting. Like like the the you know chang plays up the the ethnicity depending on the audience right and even yes. they this this and uh, the doctor sort of oblivious to the racism too like the stuff where he's like the doctor's like haven't i seen you before and he says i understand we all look alike uh, right, you, and, then, right. and then the doctor's like are you chinese <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> like just doesn't even uh, it doesn't even catch. So like, yeah, that is.
0: Yeah. So what we find is that the the person who's been killed, uh, the doctor is able to determine that it's scorpion venom Mm. and, and basically is suspicious of Chang, uh, immediately. But, uh, uh, the in in calling this out, he also befriends Lightfoot because mm-hmm. Lightfoot is like the the uh, the, the doctor. Uh, He's the pathologist, yeah. Pathologist, yeah. This is basically CSI Victorian London, uh, and I love yeah. I loved. I'm oh, sorry, Jago runs the theater. I should, should yeah. have said that. Then we meet him at the beginning, and both these characters, these two characters, are really great these are great doctor who characters yeah because they're called in they they're they fit into this little thing there's no need for them to really be that interesting no nope. <clears throat> but they're very good and the actors are great and plus especially with lightfoot they write it in in such a way that you're like you can see how he's just sort of interested in what's going on he just kind of sticks around but never fully understand but also never really gets exactly what's going on but he his reason for being in there throughout the episode makes sense he's yep. and then he like we mentioned. Uh, Leela sometimes gets like left with him and they have this thing where he's fascinated by her wild ways and yeah. like, but
2: trying to be polite uh, the scene yeah, where he's never rude or like yeah. the yeah. scene where she's eating at his place. Uh, and it's sort of like, he's half trying to civilize her, but then if she does something like she first grabs yeah. like the meat and just starts eating it. And so he picks up a plate and then looks and he's like, Oh, I, I'd be rude if I didn't. So he then just puts the plate down and <laughs> right. then just grabs the meat and starts eating it himself. But then like later, then she's eating at the table and she picks up the bowl of like yogurt or something like that. And she drinks it, uh, and he, like out of the bowl or whatever. And then she's about to wipe her mouth on the tablecloth. He's like, ah, ah, ah. Napkin, (laughs) she's like, "What?" Thank you, Professor.
0: (laughs) The funny thing about that is, so they have a really fun dynamic, and and you've told me before that Tom Baker just like wasn't really happy with Leela. Yeah, and the funny thing about this episode is that like her and Lifeboat, it's like it's so enjoyable. And then when the Fourth Doctor comes in, he's just like, he's so mean to her. He's just so dismissive (laughs) of her, and just sort of like, just stop it. I'm tired of you, and and it's just so funny. He has no patience for her. Anyway, what we end up finding. It has like a Jack the Ripper feel to it of mm-hmm. like how these bodies are turning up. Um, what we ultimately find is that Chang is working for this mysterious Mr. Greel. And again, this is what reminded me of, of the previous episode. He's from the future and is coming back. And in this case, he he is essentially the Jack the Ripper person who is finding these young women and uses something about their essence. I don't know if they get into the details of yeah, the Yeah, distills or? the life essence from them. Yeah. 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 And that's how he survives, as you do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. As I way, believe rich people do today, right? They're killing still, yeah, children still going on. By the way, um, uh, I mean, not even
2: not even masking, by the way, at one point, Chang gets sent out to find a woman and it's clearly a prostitute. Like she's coming in in the middle of yeah. the night and she's like, all right, ducky and like all that kind of stuff. And he's just like, yeah, he has a great line which says, budding lotus of the dawn. <laughs> <Disticable> <laughs> Chang has other ideas. And it's just like, oh, this is this is. This is a man that's listening to a prostitute to kill her and take your life. I was like, all right, this is children's television. Right, I know. (laughs) How old were you when you watched this? (laughs) As I told you, it was my birth year. My parents made me watch this as soon as I was born. It's (laughs) that good. (laughs) It's that good.
0: So, and we should say, Chang is just a human being. Mm -hmm. The alien, is he an alien? No, he's, he's from, from the, the future. Re- Remember, he's from the fifty-first okay. century. He's human yeah. from the future, but uh, he his he has Chang working for him by purporting to be a god mm. because probably he's shown him fancy technology. Yeah, and so he
2: things. he came back. There's a lot of backstory that's told through exposition, but uh, he came he he came back in time in his time cabinet and appeared out of nowhere on Chang's farm in China and like a flaming cabinet or whatever. And so Chang was like, "Ah, oh, that must be a god," which you know I'm going to be right. honest. If somebody, if my if my bureau caught on. Fire, fire and then the guy stepped out of it i might be like "Eh, all right you might be something
0: you just (laughs) might be a god so yeah weng chiang is the god wing chiang Chiang. Mm. um and then we should also mention that the 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 dummy like is that is not is a live (sighs) person and it's actually similar to again the other episode it's actually an automata that has the Mm. pig's brain in it but yes the
2: peking homunculus
0: is the, is the name so okay <clears throat> so that's all great <laughs> <laughs> anyway basically there's just lots of scenes of like different combinations of these people jago and the doctor jago and lila um uh, uh lightfoot and lila and so on and so forth they're trying to track down grill
2: and the time cabinet yeah
0: they finally right right there, there's this time cabinet that is allowing him to get back or it's just yeah I he needs it so he
2: he somehow got separated from it uh and he has the key and no one else can get into it and he needs to go he wants to go back uh but the time cabinet was uh it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a bad time experiment it doesn't work or, or it's going to destroy him uh but he's not convinced and the doctor's like you can't use it again the Zigma beam uh will destroy london if you try
0: to use it you can't uh he's That's like no good.
2: no it was disgusting. all that yeah so yeah I'm trying
0: to get- and then you know he's b- about to capture leela and and take her essence and then they you know they come in and save her but, but of course before that time Leela comes in and saves the day a couple yeah. times too but of course they have to have it so Leela' is saved at the end and of course and uh then the final final thing is um Chang is and then there's a nice little speech by Chang where he's saying like he's dying he's dying he's like I almost made it to like I was about setting aside everything he's doing for this is like, I was about to make it to yeah. like the big time. I'm, I'm basically, I'm performing a four, for like, the I'm queen. Immigrant. I came to this country and I was about yeah. to like ascend to be performing for the queen. And this is all going away, you know? Yeah.
2: I, I was impressed at how they give Chang a character arc. And at the end, you feel sympathy for him as he's again in a Saturday afternoon, children's TV show, as he's dying in an opium den. <laughs> after having been mangled by a giant. But um
0: but Mr Classic. Mr. Mm-hmm. Sin, who is the mm-hmm. name of the the pig mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. jumps in and um mm-hmm. and uh kills Greel. <coughs> oh sorry or distracts Greel and then the doctor puts him into the machine that he uses to take yeah. the life force. So he puts himself into it so it d- disintegrates him a little Yeah. and then but then the little guy attacks Leela and then the doctor very unceremoniously <laughs> destroys it. And then it's a funny, clearly turns from a person to like a doll yeah, because when yeah. Tom Baker throws the thing down, it's like there's no weight to it whatsoever. <laughs> he throws it down, and that's the end. Um, and then we have mm-hmm. some some good lines uh, throughout. You yeah. mentioned Jago also throughout his very flowery language. He like he likes <laughs> language, and he likes alliteration. He's always yes. talking with alliteration throughout. Yes, he's a show man. Um, uh, no, was a, uh, this no, great no. scene
2: with him talking about uh, uh you're talking to Casey, the Irish uh the Irish um, the guy who who's the the maintenance guy for the theater or whatever and and he's like, "Don't disturb me, Casey. I'm I'm concentrating before the big performance." And Casey's like, "But you don't do anything, Mr. Jacob." And he goes, what are you talking about I smile at people. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, this is, I love this episode. Uh, I don't think anybody would be surprised when we get to the ranking part. It's just, uh, so this is, this is Philip Hinchcliffe's uh, last episode. He produced uh, from the beginning of Tom Baker up to here. So about three seasons. It's also Robert Holmes' last episode, a script editor. Holmes, uh, legendary Doctor Who writer and responsible for some great episodes that we've seen. Some we haven't uh, yet. Robert Holmes also. So they both wanted to just go out on a high. Uh, apparently Filipinjko have gotten a lot of trouble because he just, he just blew out the budget just was like, whatever, <laughs> and just apparently it went way over budget. And he was just like, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm not coming back. So <laughs> see ya. <laughs> and it, show, I mean, it shows that, I mean, but again, I think, you know, they, obviously they asked the, um, they asked the BBC to do Victorian London and they were like, uh, no problem. Like <laughs> we have everything. Costume sets. I mean, the sets are amazing. Like the like uh, Lightfoot's house looks great. Uh, they they're in the the uh, with the the dragon at the end and the big and uh, the wherever they are hidden in uh, and um, uh, wherever they are and uh, the theater. They've got the theater, which is great. All oh, so it looks it looks fantastic and it's got you know fog and coaches and it's very uh, Tom Baker basically just dressed as Sherlock Holmes. I mean, just not even trying to hide the influences there. Um, he's clearly having a blast. Um, Leela's great. And yes. You have Jago and Lightfoot. That's Christopher Benjamin and Trevor Baxter. Uh, they are uh, Holmes. Robert Holmes was famous for his double acts. so his his two people, uh, you know, pairs of people. In his, in there, several stories where you have this. Uh, I always forget when I watch this that they don't actually meet till the fifth episode. Uh, that they're separate characters, and it's only towards the end that they team up, uh, and they're even wonderful together. Uh, and I'm sure you will not be surprised to know that Big Finish has done uh, a, a 13 series of uh, Spinoff spin-off of them uh 13 sets of four parts uh with the original actors trevor baxter did die a few years ago sadly and uh uh, but they have had, yes, uh, they've had, uh, and, and they're wonderful. They're sort of Victorian age mysteries, right? Almost like Sherlock Holmesy kind of uh, little mysteries with the two of them uh, investigating, you know, paranormal uh, events uh, together. There's been a crossover with the Paternoster gang and uh, um, uh, Jago, uh, which is pretty entertaining. Jago and Strax um, has been sort of, uh, there was actually, yes, there was, like, there was actually a Jago and Lightfoot and Strax uh, crossover as well. So there's been back and <laughs> forth the two, which are pretty good. Uh, it's very funny. I think the 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 lines are incredibly witty and funny, uh, and obviously all the actors are really good. It's very dark and grotesque too. I mean, there's there's a there's sort of that just both a disturbing and uh, at the beginning when they find the body in the Thames and there's like the the sort of. Uh, homeless woman who's sort of uh, a patsy is her name. And she's like, Oh, it was like, I've never seen anything like it. governor you know, make a horse sick. That would, <laughs> like, <and> it's supposed <laughs> to be funny, but it's also disturbing. There's a, again, this is Robert Holmes writing, which is, you know, I think where Stephen Moffat emulates uh, is, is, there is so much thrown away in backstory about just the doctor and Greel at one point are, are confronting each other over the chessboard and they're just going back and forth. And the doctor's just like, you know, World War so the Peking homunculus was an assassin that was trying to assassinate uh, the, the head of the Icelandic alliance uh and then you know tom baker's like i was with the filipino army on the final advance on reykjavik like he just throws oh away these like world war six stories uh that are and, and magnus grill was the minister of justice in brisbane it's all these little bits uh but obviously you do have to we do have to acknowledge oh and then the giant rats which is obviously a triumph of special effects <laughs> um, <laughs> between the, i love the cuts between a clearly a regular sized rat in a miniature sewer Model, uh, climbing around, and then just a giant muppet, uh, basically sort <laughs> of Lila's. Uh, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have a little Doctor Who thing. Yes, we cannot ignore. Obviously, the uh, treatment of homunculus is. Uh, I think that's the. It's really the anti-homunculus spirit. <laughs> no, no, it is. Uh, well, um, Robert Holmes was interviewed once years later. Uh, he's, he sadly passed away many years ago, but uh, was interviewed once years later. And uh, somebody said, hey, well, d- don't you think the talents of Wang Chang was a bit racist? And he said, well, yes, it was. And sort of I think his point of it was that. He, this is how people would have talked right back then right, mm, um, right. that, that this, they would have said those words and it's an interesting argument I was thinking about it like okay yeah I mean I don't know what you, yeah it's a hard call right because obviously that is what people would have said uh, and you know I think you, you know you can acknowledge that they said it without I was like it'd be like if, it'd be like if you know Queen Victoria if we had a TV show with Queen Victoria and she came in and she's like my name is Queen Victoria my pronouns are she her <laughs> and, and like let's acknowledge the indigenous people that lived here before and it's like well no they wouldn't have said that right i mean i no, there's, I, so, I
0: think i mean yeah. honestly it's more the unfortunate thing of that the john Chang Bennett. himself yeah. is, is it's like he's playing a, a, who's he's yeah. playing against race um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and he just said for his you know, performance is
2: great i mean he's he's playing yeah, it very no, well he's doing a good job and to me, there's sort of there's a line here of there's just a spectrum here of um, obviously the one end of the spectrum is M- Mickey Rooney in um, right yeah. activities, which Great is obviously example, yeah. horrifying and like, and horrifying really, like that ruins shouldn't... that movie. Like, yeah, if you watch right. that now. It, it, it just it's an unnecessary so unnecessary character. Yeah. an unnecessary character of a with a, a humor that is out of sync with the rest of the movie. Even Blake Edwards was like, yeah, sorry about that. everybody so it's obviously that then there's on the other end of the spectrum i feel like there's like peter Laurie in the mr moto movies which i don't know if you've ever seen those i i love them i actually have them on dvd because i I just can't get enough uh, of people playing asian no i'm just kidding <laughs> obviously not but peter Laurie played mr moto is a japanese secret secret agent and there were uh, uh there were uh, some fantastic books uh and then there was these movies made in the thirties. And Peter Lorre is famously a Hungarian act, but he plays Mr. Moto. He plays this Japanese uh, character. And it's, again, it's, it's a similar to Chang in that it's, um, you know, Peter Lorre, he, he plays up the Japanese, like he plays to the Japanese stereotypes when he's playing, when there are other white people in this scene. And then when it's just him or when he's with people who acknowledge that he's the smartest, key is the smartest character in the movie, then he plays it much more straight. Uh, and I think you see that here with Chang too, right? There's some scenes with Chang in the when he's on stage in the theater and he's doing the magic tricks, and he's says, "One of us is yellow." Uh, and things like that. You, his accent is stronger. His accent is more uh, pronounced, uh, and um, you know, than when he's in the regular scenes and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I, I don't look. I think I can speak for all Asians here um, <laughs> when I say no. You know, obviously, um, uh, I, I cannot put myself in the shoes of someone who, but it,
0: the heart doesn't seem like it's there trying to be well, cruel here. And, and as yeah. you mentioned, it's also helped, uh, or as you mentioned, the the writer said, it's also helped some by the fact it is set in Victorian England, right? So. <laughs> you got a few couple hundred years of, uh, yeah. Leeway there. Um, you yeah, know, I wish
2: they'd, they'd been able to find yeah. And I mean, and they've, you know, they have other Asian actors, obviously in other roles in the, which yeah. is good, but they're all unfortunately playing all members of a tongue. So they're not exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it can be, it's not great from that perspective, but again, hopefully it's like, again, if the alternative was Mickey Rooney, uh, I'll take, I'll take what we got. Uh, it still is a strong episode for me. <laughs>
0: Theme. Time for new beginnings in our themes. Time for all of us to revisit who we are to me. Who you are to she and he and the Ooh,
2: that's like a, that's like a, a folk song from <laughs> <laughs> Peter Bell <laughs> and Mary's themes. <laughs>
0: that's right. We're adherents of the repeating themes are in No, Not the Mind Probe. We like to... Look at ideas and topics that are threaded throughout Doctor Who and time and space itself. John, what theme did you want to touch on for this episode?
2: Yeah. This one, let's talk about
0: homunculi.
2: Yeah, homunculi. (laughs) It's time, people, we need to acknowledge the homunculi in the room. Yeah. It's time to to rip that band aid off, America. Also, by the way, there's homunculi in the room (laughs) behind you. Look out. yeah let's talk about uh, let's talk about Tom Baker actually and and let's talk about the yeah. doctor too I think because we always got to get a new doctor in Peter Capaldi, and I think we've we linked these together we've, we've now watched a lot of Doctor Who mm-hmm. uh, and you've now we watched a good amount of Tom Baker so I'm curious for your take because Tom Baker is even today seen as the quintessential doctor mm-hmm. Yeah. As the one that most people remember, certainly anyone who watched the original series remembers him as sort of the Doctor. And even a lot of people who are only casually sort of seen it, he's the Doctor. Uh, and not to you know to denigrate any of the other performances, but it's like, mm, yeah, Tom Baker. So I, I don't know. I'm curious, what is your take on Tom Baker so far and his and his performance?
0: And I'm going to move the screen a little. Sorry, people watching tonight. No, no worries. Yeah, I don't care for him. So happy to move on. To- <laughs> so everybody's wrong. The
2: world no. is wrong.
0: <laughs> I probably in the corners of my mind, prior to watching Doctor Who, Mm. it had seeped in through popular culture, scarf, the, you know, the curly hair, stuff like that. Like, I also thought of that that was Doctor Who to me, though I didn't even like really know. Having watched more of it, I think it's interesting because the other there are these, uh, you know, prior to the new show starting these six other people who are pretty different versions of the doctor and it's funny how they just aren't as much of uh, a part of the culture although actually interestingly i think sylvester mccoy is the other one that i don't know there's aspects of that that sort of can resonated with me Mm. but like the third doctor certainly the first doctor really and um and peter davison like I, they were very much surprises me. I was like, I didn't even know that. Like, that, that I had no indication that this was Doctor Who because everything I'd seen of Doctor Who was Tom Baker. Mm-hmm. Having watched them more of more of them, a good bit of them at this point, um, of all the different Doctors, he probably is maybe my favorite of the classic Doctors. Though as we've seen, I've rated a lot of the third Doctor episodes yeah, very highly. Yeah, yeah. Part of it comes with the plotting and stuff like that. I think. Similar to Matt Smith, my feeling, though I'm not sure about this, is that he probably just stayed a few seasons too long. Now, that's Hmm. also probably why most people like he just more people saw him like during this period. Seven seasons compared to three,
2: uh, five for Pertwee and then three for most everybody else.
0: But it feels like he just came in and just owned this character and it was it it is so perfect and unique and really does maybe there were elements that were there in some of the previous doctors like especially you mentioned that the second doctor was really the one that like brought this sort of um yeah this kind of intergalactic dandy like that 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 is who doctor who is but Tom Baker just really like, came in and so confidently embodies this thing. It's like, Oh, when he started doing the doctor, it was like, Oh, has this just been around forever? This character, <laughs> like it just seems so timeless, you know, when he's doing it. But I feel like in, even in this one at this point, he just feels a little like he's, he, he's, his heart's not totally in it. Like he's just been doing a, a lot not in a very subtle way. Now he's putting in great performances but it just feels like it would have been even better if it had just been like two or three, maybe four really solid seasons and then like <laughs> gotten out of there because it feels like it just wears a bit. And but but his humor and his like um and his humor is so interesting because it's not jokes. It's just like weird turns of phrases and misdirections. Yeah. And, like, you, the conversational, like, surprises, like, where he is, is so Doctor Who to me. And I feel like that is brought back, like, with some of the other Doctors. So, really enjoy it. But similarly, like, I almost feel like I've already, and I haven't seen, because I haven't seen all the Tom Baker episodes, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't need any more. Like, I, I got it. <laughs> and yet, I know there's, like, still actually a good bit more to come of Tom Baker yeah. and maybe yeah. some of the better ones. Who knows? But I just mean the amount of it is, like that's enough and yet i know it goes on for so much more well it's interesting because you when you when we if you watched it
2: in order there's definitely a trend and it's like the first couple seasons it's like young actor never really known for anything else hadn't really hadn't had a big break had been in a couple movies and and things like that and then so really working hard not sure what the reaction is going to be and suddenly and then suddenly you know two seasons in suddenly Doctor Who is pulling in 14 million viewers on Saturday wow. afternoons like it's it's the it's a huge show. Everybody knows who he is and he starts you can definitely see his ego starts getting the better of him uh, and he starts um, becoming be more of a prima donna you know the behind the scenes stories he was pretty difficult to work with because he's just in a way that he felt a lot of ownership of the show and he was very passionate about how it should right. be done and what he believed but then also you know he wanted it to be funnier he liked the humor side of it and sometimes there wasn't enough you know you need to curb that humor it was sometimes a little it was inappropriate right I mean you know uh, he wanted a talking cabbage on his shoulder <laughs> we talked about that and it's like yeah that's the kind of thing a producer should say no to I think Philip Hinchcliffe was a producer that stood up to him. I think later producers, it was harder for them um, mm. because he was so big. Well, anyway, so there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, like but yeah, I think I think his thing is the alienness, right? And you see that in, in the humor that he's doing, which is going to be sometimes odd. Like, again, that are you Chinese? Uh, a bit as sort of that's an alien way to approach that or that you know the comment Chang is made is to not recognize the racism or, you know, he's he and he tried they you know they go in and out there's a the scene in um I think we've we've I think we've watched the Seeds of Doom, the one with the uh, the crinoid and the and Harrison Chase and all that. And, you know, there's a scene where uh he is they're supposed to amputate the guy's uh arm uh to avoid the alien taking over and the other doctor says well can, you're a doctor can't you do it and he just kind of looks off into just he says you must help yourselves and he sort of yeah, plays does, this yeah. very you know he's, he's in many ways he's kind of matt berry as laszlo or just matt berry in any performance which is never well, pronouncing you know, a word the way you'd expect it to be pronounced or, or delivering right. lines in ways that just are so out there but then you're like yeah that's actually really funny you know uh, who that,
0: it sort of strikes me as this combination i've talked before about the 6 doctor just looks wise remind tom um, baker reminds mm-hmm. me of like harpo marks like yeah. it's like you know <clears throat> tom baker is like this weird combination of harpo and groucho marks like and <laughs> that it's this complete obliviousness like yeah from another planet of harpo Marx, mm-hmm. but this motor mouth of groucho yeah. marks and constant and it's this interesting like combination of these two very different things yeah those those asides that come out of nowhere are are great and they're used to really good device in the plots often because they throw the characters off guard too they throw them off their back on their heels so yeah i i really love it i think that he it's funny similar to the the matt smith where it's like he and Amy, it was like, wow, it's mm-hmm. great. It's like the Tom Baker and Sarah Jane um, moments are like, they're amazing. They're great. I think yeah. those couple seasons or whatever they were are great. And I think I would kind of leave it there. <laughs> but well, anyways, think- There's other good stories, but like <coughs> those yeah. are so good. And he's clearly loving it. And like, it's just all really good. You know, And we'll see some more with Lala Ward, the second Romana
2: bit. I think we haven't seen too many of hers, but we'll see a few more of that. But, uh, but then maybe to, to tie this to our current one. Yes. I think Peter Capaldi is trying to bring back the alienness too, right? Like, I am, you know, and I think that Moffat trying to do too. So that the I'm not your boyfriend is also, yeah, I can't be your boyfriend. You're a 20 something year old girl. I'm a thousand-year-old thousand year old alien. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, you know, and again, Peter Capaldi being not being who you'd expect or being a little bit more, uh, and we'll, we'll see this in the next episode too, is like, you know, being a little bit more prickly and not, you know, being like, Hey, I'm above this ordinary stuff, or I'm not going to respond to things the way
0: you expect me to respond. Yeah. Like, I can see more of the situation and the universe than you and it gets a little frustrating sometimes like having to go through the details of this but doing so in 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 a humorous way. Yeah, I'm excited to see that aspect of it because we have seen Matt Smith even definitely more so mm-hmm. than David Tennant was very, very like this nurturing doctor and yes. this like and he became so involved with Rory and Amy for so long and they were really this, you know, I kind of like having back to like just. This vision of him at the TARDIS, moving switches, and people asking questions about, like, "Wait, what are we doing? What's happening?" It's like I really don't care. It doesn't really matter what you understand. So don't. You're 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 just a tiny yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of looking forward to having more of that. Well, stay tuned, John. The, is the recording still going? Yeah, first I, of I, all? hopefully,
2: yes. I, we, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> folks. This is actually the thirty seventh take of this episode. Uh, Porter's running out of spontaneity.
0: You know what we should have done? We should have started Panic. up Zoom as a backup, as we yeah. used to do in the olden days. And I just uh-huh. didn't do that. So, seat of our pants here. So, if you're hearing this, people, then, <laughs> it's um, amazing. It's a miracle. Cool <laughs> all right, we. There are 300 uh, Doctor Who television stories. We have ranked 172, I believe. And uh, that might be a little out of date. Let me see. 100. No, that's right. That's right. And so we're going to rank two more. So I'm going to start with me. First deep breath. Yeah. So, like I said, it wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like ding Peter Capaldi right from the beginning, but kind of went down the list and I ended up putting it. Ca- Right in the middle, which happens to be right below Ark in space, which is Mm. a great episode, but that's just where that is above the ice warriors. I actually have it two below Rose, which was the intro of the new series. So, and it actually felt very similar to me there where it's like interesting, exciting, still not quite sure about it. Not like a bad episode, just I don't think I'd rewatch it. And um, other than the pattern, Gang, had some had some nice moments. Some good strats. And it, it is more by the end of it, I was really looking forward to more uh, in the future uh, mm-hmm. of it. So I have it at 100, actually. So kind of in the middle of the pack. Okay. Talons of Wang Chang, I know it's going to be very high for you. So I thought about it. I've decided this is about as high as I can. I was like, I'm going to put this as high as I can put it. Oh, thank you. It's okay. Because I want like to get you. it up there in the conversation. So it's at it's 47 for me. <laughs> <laughs> because while I did really enjoy those two characters, mm-hmm. I, the plot really didn't get me. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed a lot of the acting, but the plot just really didn't drum me in. And again, Six episodes. It just felt like a little too <laughs> long. I hear you that it was very dense, and there's like in in the, in the dense in a way that it was like, oh, there's lots of layers to it. And they're talking about all this different stuff, but it just felt like kind of a slog by the end. Mm-hmm. And so that was about it. But yeah, I put it around uh, the Doctor the Witch and the Wardrobe, the snowman. I put it right by the snowman
1: mm-hmm. uh, because I
0: was like, this mm-hmm. feels like, oh, it's another one of yeah. this era. And sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. So but well, I know it can be very hyper. So tell you're, me your rankings,
2: you're your ranking by rankings. settings. Well, so I need you to switch into my rankings thing uh, and find my, because if I switch tabs, I think this whole thing shuts down. <laughs> okay. okay. What, so, what do you have? Uh, so uh, we'll start with uh, a deep breath. Tell me where I put it. It should be. Mark you have Downers. it 40, 40. Okay. Yeah. Which is about, um, it's, it's a strong episode to me, I think. Well, what I think has been interesting is as we go through these in order is this, and every time there's a new doctor it's like whoo that's nice like i was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Excited, right so there's a little bit of a, a, a- a jump for it being a new doctor, but I like uh, I like I, I'm giving it that. I think on the strength of Capaldi, I think it's a little long. I agree. I think it works too you hard. You also on the... know
0: more of where Capaldi is going to go, right? And
2: that, yes, I think that's the other thing, right? I, I know I, I know. Actually, we're coming on. Uh, he's going to be a great doctor. So uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a the plot is sort of like whatever. Uh, uh, it's a, it is. a, I mean, it does. What I think Moffat, I think Moffat recognizes. Like, I, I'm not going to tell a new story here. The focus needs to be on the. Doctor and the companion, and that dynamic, and things like that. And I do like just some good stuff from the Paternoster gang, and so yeah, I've got it there. And then, yeah, no surprise, Sounds of Wang Chang is my new number one. Whoo, yeah, um, uh, too bad I've been telegraphing this for the last 87 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> what can I say? I love Yellowface. Face, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I just can't, it's just uh. something about it. No, um, in spite of, uh, of sort of its, its, it's um, cultural anachronisms here to me. It is very quintessential British television in a way, right? I mean, again, set yeah. in Victorian times, just sumptuous BBC sets. I think there is not a single miscast person in every performance from, you know, the the P, uh, police constable sergeant quick uh the police yeah. constable who has like three lines and like you know uh just uh and, and obviously jago and lightfoot um the the guy who's at the it's just everything is really strong performances with you know you got to have one duff special effect and the rat is the thing i love the and all the backstory i've definitely seen this one many many times uh and can recite large chunks of it from memory um but i think and you know it's interesting because i would have it's it's if i said oh you know what's what's your favorite doctor who episode this isn't this isn't a typical doctor who episode in many ways too right i mean it's not there's no Daleks or Cyberman or any of the classic right, right. monsters. Um, it's just a, but it's just a very, to me, it's a very clever story. It is a little long. Any uh, six-parter is going to be, um, but I think I just enjoyed this world so much. And I love Sherlock Holmes uh, and I love this 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 atmosphere too of like uh, and i will say you know um, i don't want to brag but i've been to london uh yeah I've, I've been places uh been to london i just got back from philadelphia so i've wow. seen the world yeah wow yeah. Uh, <laughs> and sort of there the is Benjamin
0: franklin tour of yeah there the world. is
2: something about th- th- this atmosphere of even now in london on a winter's night there is this atmosphere of of you know sort of cold and damp and fog and uh and you know and, and you murder you murder one or two prostitutes like we all do uh and you just because you're in the spirit you're just like i'm right. in the zone here so yes this is just this is to me quintessential who quintessential british tv of which i am a big aficionado uh so yeah number one for me
0: easy easy piece. number 47 with a bullet for me. I mean, right there <laughs> All right. So, no, when we we put those together, you'll be happy to know that doesn't does more than split the difference. So that puts it at number 17 among our look among our one hundred and seventy four episodes. Seventy. Yeah. Seventy four episodes that we ranked. Talons of Wen Chang is now at number 17 and Deep Breath clocking in. uh, Oh, and so that's right around just below Pandora opens Big Bang, Mm -hmm. just above the name of the doctor. Yeah. Deep breath. Locks into number sixty-nine, tied with the unicorn and the wasp, which sort of <laughs> seems good to me. I don't know. That feels
2: actually. Good that's very funny because Jago is in the unicorn and the wasp. Christopher huh? Benjamin plays the. Remember the. The, the the lord in the wheelchair the guys in the wheelchair mm-hmm. with the that's him so there you go and jago also christopher vengeance also in inferno uh which is one of our high ones he plays
0: uh the, that the, is high and so- deep breath is also tied with victory of the daleks oh, okay. down there at 69 okay. above ark in space here the zygons mm-hmm. just below ambassadors mm-hmm. of death yeah infer you said inferno is that what you said yeah, yeah that's christopher Venge- yeah that's, that's way number up there. three yeah, yeah we like that one that's a perfect day the one. doctor is our new number one uh, for those just tuning episode. in yeah. Go back and, and listen to that th- bumper episode of ours. Sort of funny because our one and two are the first and basically the last, Matt Smith. Um mm-hmm. not not, you know, missed one. Day of the doctor and then the eleventh hour. So we came in strong. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. left pretty strong. And we, we liked him.
2: We liked him coming in. We liked him walking away. Mm-hmm. We
0: uh you can go to mindprobe.show and you can see all these rankings. You can Do see it. me and John's combine Do them it. together. You can see you your time to for the people? show. Yeah. Uh you can go to you can get subscribe to us on on YouTube, like we said on uh, on the iTunes, and it's Mind Probe Show uh, yeah. at at YouTube. Just get it anywhere you. I mean, look, I, I'll get tell you, folks.
2: Can. I re listen to these because I'm usually too drunk to remember what I said, uh, and uh, it's helpful to go back over it. And um, uh, I listen to it while cleaning the toilets, and it is okay. this is a this is a show that you should listen to while cleaning the toilets. I mean, sure. there's something about it that just and we have got a lot of toilets in our house, so not a lot yeah. tons. <laughs> yeah. so why well, don't there, i to you know, show off everybody i know i've been to philly i got a lot of toilets <laughs> i know people are just getting the, the curtain is pulled back on my lifestyle here
0: <laughs> and so you can do all that on the website you should do that you can also email us porter at my john at my if you have anything to say about us please rate us on the itunes store that would be much appreciated Tell people you know tell fans, people friends, word of yeah. mouth Yep. Get the podcast out because there. we won't. We, the we don't probers, plan on it. Team. We will this not just, tell anyone. <laughs> we're trying to keep it just for you, listener. Yeah. yeah. You we like. So find more of you. Uh, John, what do we have in store for next episode? Well, Probers, do you like to go inside
2: things? Because mm-hmm. if you do then mm-hmm. this next episode is for you. Because it's all about getting tiny, getting real tiny, and going inside stuff. Uh, it was a very easy linking theme this time. So uh, we're moving on with uh, Peter Capaldi and uh, and Jenna Coleman into our next story. And we're going to m- introduce a new regular character, the great Danny Pink, joining us in Into the Dalek, uh, which, uh, as you might be able to tell, even just from the title, really, uh, involves going inside of a Dalek, getting mm-hmm. miniaturized, going inside a Dalek. Um, so I paired that with... Uh a fourth doctor, another fourth Dr. Leela episode, not too many after uh Talents of Wing Chiang, actually. Uh the invisible enemy in which we go inside Tom Baker's brain, which um, would be a terrifying experience <laughs> in life for just a <laughs> <laughs> And Porter will be excited. We meet K9. K9, that's right. K9, uh, yeah. here it is. The
0: the thing you've dreamed about. Uh, what gets me in, in thinking for these episodes is the Saturday Night live sketch. Tiny Elvis. <laughs> That's
2: right. Tiny E. All hey, tiny.
0: it is is Rob Schneider doing an Elvis impression and them shrinking him down. And then everyone else going, you got a Tiny E. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It makes me laugh every time. And you can't find it because, I don't know, the Elvis estate because, has removed uh, it. Because Elvis face is also deeply offensive. That's very offensive. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. Please don't do Elvis
2: <laughs>
0: face. <laughs> <laughs> probe show.